Okay, Sam, we're we're getting too much echo from our mics. We need to we need to move farther apart. Can you just like go over there? No. No, I, you just need to move to the other side of the room, okay? No! Why not? Because you're taking me! I want to sit next to you. Sam, just just get over on the bed, and we'll figure it out later. No! You're always rejecting me! Sam, I'll be there in a minute. Don't worry about it. Introduction. This is 8-Bit, episode 64. 15 on 15 for 15 minutes. On Tuesday, February 4th, 2014. And now with Bill Stalmer. This episode is hosted by Sam Roth with guest host Ian Buck. Welcome, folks, <laughs> to the Eight Minutes. Um, I'm your I'm your host today, Sam Roth. Wait a minute, my God! This is my co-host, Ian Buck. Um, a lot of exciting news for you today, everybody. I would like to know that uh, my show is being stolen out from under me, and <laughs> we've got a large mix of. I haven't news. done much to stop him. <laughs> some of it on Microsoft, some of it on Nintendo. Um, we might have a few quick areas for you at the end. Um, and if you listen carefully, do, do you hear that? Do you hear that? If you're a third host, that's uh, Declan, <laughs> and he's a mechanical keyboard. He's providing the instrumental track for it. We'll be releasing. Um, we're releasing it on iTunes and Google the Google Play Store soon. Um, it's called Declan Plays a Video Game on a Mechanical Keyboard. So be sure to look for that. All right, Ian. What I, would like to, I would like to just note real quick that none of what you just said is true whatsoever. <laughs> okay, Ian, why don't you listen? Why don't you start us off here? Yes, okay, so now we're going to move on to the actual true stuff, the actual news. Um, and if, for those of you who are not listening through the website, uh, go and visit thenexus.tv slash eb64 to see all of the links to the stories that we're talking about. And make sure to check out all the other great content on the Nexus. A lot oh, of high-quality yes. shows and a lot of people put a, some good effort into it. Um, for unpaid amateur work, it's really nice. It's enjoyable, so give it a listen. You're such a good salesman. Of course I am. <laughs> I'm a psych major. So uh, The Elder Scrolls Online, have you heard of it? Uh, yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't seen it, but... So that's it's actually coming up in a couple of months, I believe, and they just released a new trailer. It's It picks up where the previous trailer left off. Um, previously, we saw three factions all fighting each other, you know, and uh, in this one, suddenly, they find themselves facing a new threat from, like, you know, another plane of existence type of thing, and so they have to set their differences aside for the time being in order to defeat it. Uh, and it's kind of a long trailer, so we're not going to, you know, okay. listen to it here, but go and... Click that link if you want to see it. Um, do we know in the game how this will work? Do you play as any of these three different groups against yeah, one, or is it like a, all three? I think all three or? of those factions are playable. Okay, and do we know yet if you fight other? I'm sorry, if you fight the other factions as well? Like yeah, there, player? there's going to be PvP okay. and PvE. Okay, and um, do you suppose the PvE would be against the enemies from this other plane, or to be against NPCs from the? Um, know, yeah, the, well, factions? the the. PvE, I think, is mainly going to be... Like, the main story is fighting off this dark force from... Uh, I think he's from Oblivion, you know, and he's trying to take over the world, essentially. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sure fans of MMOs and the Elder Scrolls probably already know about that, but it's something to keep track of. Something that uh, fans of Lord of the Rings might not know about is that Warner Brothers very recently announced a new game. It's called Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor. Um, the trailer shows us some of the gameplay, of course, and it looks somewhat like Assassin's Creed. Um, they've introduced a few innovative ideas. One of them I like was the idea of a nemesis system, which is where, so you enter combat, 
And if you fail to kill a specific bad guy, and I don't think it's got to be a named bad guy. It's got to be just about anybody. Uh, I think it is kind of the more mini-boss types of okay. people who I, will remember okay. you later. I thought it was any bad guy who off and then get a name and become mm. like a recurring enemy. That would be interesting. But the idea is that they'll escape. Um, they gave one example where a guy did escape, and he later came back and attacked the player. I think he ambushed him somewhere, or the player went and Actually, I think the, somewhere. I think the player went after him again, and this time, you know... Yeah, and he had a name, and he had some specific traits to him that were similar. Yeah. And the idea is that if you don't kill him that time, he might come back again and... Hopefully, you could have several of these at once, which mm -hmm. I think would create a very, very different play experience for each person if it was well randomized. Um, yeah, and so so they talked about it being similar to Assassin's Creed. This is how similar it was. Uh, he like his movement uh, animations were basically exactly the same. He was running around on top of this like three uh, th these three wires held together, you know, in in certain places with you know clasps and stuff. It looked exactly like the three wires that you would run around on uh, in Assassin's Creed Two. Uh, like I, you know, I recognize so many things from there. You know, when when he goes into like the wraith mode to look to see the enemies, it was it looked just like Eagle Vision. So, <laughs> so I'd have to say, if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings and Assassin's Creed, this has got to be pretty great for you. A uh, fan of one or the other, you know, it's worth uh, keeping an eye on. To check out, maybe. Yep. So another big game franchise is Gears of War. They've long been, you know, one of Microsoft's big exclusive series. And now the franchise is going to be completely under Microsoft's control because they bought the whole thing from Epic. And uh, now apparently Black Tusk, which is one of Microsoft's in-home development uh, teams, is going to be working on the next Gears of War game. Now, as someone who never owned a 360, I don't know as much about Gears of War. I, I think the only games that they made were exclusive to the Xbox, and I think there might have been a Gears of War game on iOS at some point. I can't confirm that. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I'm unsure of that. But we, we at least know now that Microsoft will be monetizing Gears of War forever. Of course. All right. Back in 1998, or 1999 if you were in the U.S., the best thing happened to gaming that has ever happened. The Sega Dreamcast came out. Massive launch with about one of the biggest catch rates of its time, and since then, it was well-priced, it was powerful for the time. Great system, died a horrifically fast death. <laughs> it did not make it to 2001 in the United States. Um, but, you know, I own one right now, and it's a good system, one of the good games. So, what do we add to those games? Um, Redux, Dark Matters, is funded through Kickstarter, and it's been in development for two years, and it's ready. And it costs over $70. Yeah. Is it worth it? Um, I haven't been keeping up on the game. Um, I'll say this, that the two-year development says that this person, this group, did the very best that they could. Yeah. Um, because it's a small project, and most of those don't get it. Um, if you are in love with your Dreamcast, you can buy it. Otherwise, I believe there's been talk of it coming to other systems, potentially. Oh, okay. Um, I think I remember hearing that, that it might come to some systems. And I mean, like, from the from the gameplay footage, like, it didn't look like a terrible game. You know, it... it like, the, the graphics were significantly more than I would expect out of any late 90s game. So, you know, even though it's on the same system, we've made improvements anyway. So, if you live in Iowa and you want to hold a video game tournament, it's pretty much against the law unless you're playing a golf game that uh, is controlled with a trackball. What? Yes, that's... <laughs> 
apparently that has been a law for a while now, and nobody bothered to change that until now, uh, because there's there's now a bill that has been introduced that would get rid of this limitation and make it legal for all sorts of video game tournaments to be held in I mean, Iowa. Do you have any idea why? Do you have anything more to say about that? I I don't know because who made this law originally, what they were thinking the, when they the did. The only thing I can think of would be a gambling thing. And I know it sounds yes, facetious, yes, yes. but maybe there was some big gambling group that was making money off it. Now, I don't know why golf games with trackballs are immune. Maybe maybe the governor loved those. They were his favorite <laughs> game you know, to play with his buddies, but... I'm sure so, it made sense to somebody. Um... But you know what else makes sense? What's that? The PS Vita Slim being sold outside of Japan. Oh. So last week we kind of got the sense that it might be coming uh, because Sony was inviting press to an event. They they, they talked about the slimmest uh, uh, reveal yet or something like that. Um, oh. And we now know that the PS Vita Slim will be available uh, in the UK, but no word on North America yet. Yeah, um, none of us here have had a PS Vita Slim. It's not North American. I don't know that any of us are importers at all. No. Um, but I've heard pretty good things about it. Apparently the screen's not quite as nice because it's um, in LED instead of that, um, you know, me, an OLED. It's, yeah, yeah, I think it's LCD instead yeah, of yeah, OLED. Sorry, I misspoke yeah. there. I'm a little rusty on the tech stuff, folks. Sorry about that. But, um, yeah, apparently it's a pretty nice device. It works well. I've heard good things about it. It's cheaper, I believe. So... If you're in the UK and you listen to our show, how did you find us? Please. <laughs> and um, yeah, and if you if you respond off. to us, like I don't know, send us an MP3 with your lovely British accent because <laughs> we love to listen to that. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> um, now we've got some some sadder news to talk about here. Um, oh, this has to do with the UK too. Yeah, I guess uh, you win some, you lose some. Um, in at Portuguese. Porchises. Porches. Is that like <laughs> poipuses? <laughs> um, that will be cut out in post-production. You will never hear that. No, it won't. <laughs> In-app purchases and ads are a part of mobile gaming. That's just, I don't know that there's a game that doesn't start with those unless you pay a, a decent chunk for it. Yeah, exactly. Pay for. Um, they can be really hard sometimes for parents because the kids might not know um, what they're doing if they're young enough, or the parents might know what the kids are doing. Yeah. You know, it depends. There are a lot of games there that the seven or eight-year-old might play, and they might just think they're buying something in-game. They might not realize that they're spending money. They might not care. They might not know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the UK um, Office of Fair Trading is trying to make some guidelines to let customers know, to inform customers with some regulations. Um, they're willing to try to avoid putting pressure on kids and... Parents need to know what their kids are playing and make sure that they've got passwords at certain times yep. to stop transactions. So it's just designed to make the experience more comfortable for everyone. I mean, you can't win them all. You either pay for games or games need ads and purchases. And it's but the yeah. best solution is to have both. And this is just a way of making both as options. And this is just making sure that it's more fair and safer so that we don't end up with kids being taken advantage of or problems for parents. Well, $400 for Candy Crush. Not like I know anything about that. So speaking of mobile games, uh, Plague Inc. is a pretty famous one uh, that uh, has been on Android and iOS for a couple years now, and it is now going to be coming to PC, which is pretty exciting. So a few things will be added in the PC version, co-op and uh, competitive modes, a custom scenario creator, improved graphics, and post-game stats will all be featured. Um, Yeah, I've played Plague Inc. Have you? 
Um, I t once or twice, but I, you know, didn't have time to really yeah. get into it. Um, it was one of the only games I bought on both Android and iOS. Wow. And, yeah, I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, you can do, like, if you get really good at it, you can make and post challenges for yourself. I'm not mm. going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it to people, and definitely a piece that really is great. Um, however, not everything is getting released on as many consoles as possible. Yeah. The story-based DLC for Batman Arkham Origins is being dropped from the Wii U because there wasn't enough demand for it, which translates to the Wii U copy didn't sell well enough for them to feel justified in doing it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, those who bought the season pass are being refunded. Um, I played Arkham Origins, and you can find my review somewhere back through there. Um, in in the post-production, we'll add here Ryan saying which episode <laughs> that was in. <laughs> or we might uh, add a link to it. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I'm a little sad about the story DLC not being there, but at the same time, um, I've had my Phil Mark Morgan, so I'm not too bent up about it. I'm sad if the Wii version didn't sell that well, but frankly, I anticipated this would probably be the last Arkham game on the Wii U. Yeah. So, one of the uh, promises of the Ouya, which is another, you know, system that has sold oh so terribly well, <laughs> it's uh, that they would be coming out with updated versions of that console, possibly, you know, on a yearly basis. And it, it kind of made sense, because it was based on mobile technology and, you know... Uh, smartphone makers have consistently been coming out with new versions of their smartphones every single year. So expanding the storage and giving the console a slightly better controller wasn't exactly what I had in mind. But apparently that's what they just announced. And, yeah, I mean, the Ouya has been a lot of broken promises, a lot of potential lies. Mm -hmm. um, shady practices have been accused. I'm not going to point any fingers. <laughs> but there have been some pretty damning evidence... Um, I think it's really funny that, like, there are some really great games that have been coming out of the Ouya, but, you know, are now available on other platforms as well. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, it, it just can't win. It's, uh, it's in... My brother has one, and we've enjoyed it some, it, but we don't use it that much. It's not that great of a console. Mm -hmm. Maybe next time, folks! I have seen more of them in the wild than either the, the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4, I have to admit, um, which is hilarious. That is that is goddamn hilarious. You are beating me because I've only <laughs> seen one of you on the war aisle, my brothers. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's true. The, uh, the Ouya did come out quite a while before... Uh, the Xbox One or the the PS4, but you know you you'd expect them to actually. Hmm, have I? I think I've seen the same number of Ouyas as we use. There we go. So That's my brother and I have here. two. Oh no! Wait, I've seen three. We use. Never mind. One, I've seen one more of those than Ouyas. You <laughs> for the win. Nintendo <laughs> takes the cake. Sells the Ouya. So. You know what I stumbled across this week? What's that? That uh, I was all at once excited about and horrified about <laughs> a new Duke Nukem game. <laughs> oh my god, not another one! <laughs> so a, a teaser site has appeared with a countdown to February 25th, which is presumably when we'll be seeing you know, more information about it. Um, however... There have been several people who have uh, figured out more information about it. They, uh, I think, there was like text uh, in the website's code that they that they deciphered. Um, and so the the game is uh, apparently called Duke Nukem: Mass Destruction, and it will surprisingly be wow. a top-down action RPG 
uh, and it will be on the PC and PS4. Okay, so there we go. Um, and of course, the, uh, the the more Duke Nukem's, of course. <laughs> the website is, of course, called All Out of Gum, because uh, he's here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and he is all out of bubble gum. And I mean, isn't that all we need to hear from Duke? <laughs> Well, speaking of kicking bubblegum ass, um, <laughs> there was a phenomenally gigantic battle in EVE Online. Again. Um, this one was triggered when I read that horribly offensively. Someone forgot, I'll look to your imagination when I wrote, read as forgot, um, to pay their rent on a star system, which caused a rival faction to get pissed off, and they tried to move in, I guess, take it. The bloodbath of BR5RB. They really know how to name star systems in EVE Online. It is now the largest, most destructive online battle of all time. Um, in EVE Online and potentially in any video game. I think, yeah, in terms of like real-world worth of the things in the battle that got destroyed, it is the biggest battle. Um, it lasted 21 hours. About 7,550 people were involved. 75 Titans were destroyed, those of you who know the game will be able to figure that. And... Um, 11 trillion ISK, the Indian currency, lost. That translates to $300,000 in value. Um, if someone had invested a lot of time and money into that stuff, I mean, that that's insane. I, I, I hate to take the step back and be a little bit more serious for a second, but if someone actually lost a lot of important money on that, like savings, mm-hmm. one, I'm sorry if they spent oh, their money man. that way, two, I really feel bad that a game could get to the point where that could be lost and destroyed. So to give us some perspective, last year, uh, almost actually exactly a year ago, they had another giant battle, and that was that was the battle where previously they had lost the most Titans. In this battle, the winning side lost more Titans than so that than that previous battle. So the winners, yeah, they they lost more Titans than had previously ever been lost in the game. Like <laughs> that's insane. Oh my, that's. That's horrible. <laughs> so, Sam, if you're shopping around for an operating system, um, what kinds of things would you kind of assume come with it? Um, for a computer like, or Well, a probably for a console, you know. Okay. Um, these days I'd expect an internet browser. Mm-hmm. Um, well, probably a dedicated Netflix app, a dedicated YouTube app. Yeah. Um, I expect the operating system to work. Would you expect it to have maybe a music player? To you know, um, so where you can put some you know MP3s I, onto the hard drive and play them while you you know play games. I think that both the PS3 and the 360 had those. Um, I thought they did. I, yeah, I think that the PS4 initially didn't, but then everybody got into an uproar and they were like, okay, we'll add that. Okay. Um, well, SteamOS is uh, just getting a uh, a music player. So actually, SteamOS and the big picture mode on you know regular desktops uh, will be able to play local music files. It sounds like it won't be uh, won't be able to pull like your playlists, your existing playlists from you know iTunes or um, Windows Media Player or anything. But it'll be able to sort them by like title, by album, etc. Um, and ironically, on the on the Steam community about this. Uh, the one of the most requested features is Google Play or Google Music integration, which I found hilarious because, like, since SteamOS already has a browser, that's what you use on a desktop to play Google Music is a browser. So, like, I don't think that they're ever going to get it. You know, a native Google Music app like that doesn't really make sense. I 
I'd say that there's the outside chance they'd do it for people if they thought that people were just too damn lazy to figure out the right way to do it. <laughs> so, Microsoft, uh, did you know that they have a new CEO? No, did not know that. For yeah. the whole company? Yes, exactly. So, uh, Steve Ballmer, last year, we found out that he was going to be stepping down sometime soon and that they were looking for a new CEO to replace him. Um, and this week, they announced that it is uh, Satya Nadella. He has been with the company for over 22 years. Uh, he's originally from India, mm-hmm. and I like don't really know anything about his background, you know, either before the company or what he did in the company up until now. Um, so we'll have to see. This is this is pretty much unknown territory for me. Yeah, um, I'm not much of a business guy either. So all I can say is uh, I hope he has more things like when Microsoft apologized and fixed the stuff that was wrong with the Xbox <laughs> One and less things like the stuff that, that was not so cool with the Xbox One. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are my specific hopes. Um, so I think it's I think it's interesting to note, actually, that the Microsoft has been around for almost 40 years now, and he's only their third CEO so far. Really? Yeah, Bill, Bill Gates and then... Uh, uh, crap. <laughs> Steve Ballmer. I almost said yep. Bill Stalmer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and now Satya Nadella. Yeah, so um, it, it, just an interesting story. Nintendo has also had few CEOs, the ones they've had. That makes perfect have sense. Have lasted yeah. for 50 years sometimes. Um, so and They've been around for longer than Microsoft, too. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, so uh, we, we hope the best for Microsoft and the best for the consumers. Um, there's one more story that is gaming-related, and this one's mm-hmm. actually really sad. Um, a well-known YouTuber, he was a former member of that guy with the glasses, Justin Carmichael. Um, he was known as Drew Wario. That was his character. <laughs> uh, passed away this January. Uh, his series, You Can Play This, focused on import games. It could be played by anyone. Uh, sadly, he took his own life. Oh. Um, we'd like to wish the best to his friends, family, and the fans they love. That first link is, it made me cry even though I never watched the guy's series. It's a beautiful minute and a half video. I would encourage everyone to watch it. Um, and the second one's just the, the article so you can get some ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, I'm not sure if it's done yet, but there was a fundraiser for his family to. Did you, so the, him. the first link, does it have? That's the video. Is it good him. talking? Yeah, it's him. Alright, we'll watch it. Okay. Um, if yeah, just we wish the best to them. Sorry this happened. Um, this video shows just how much you love the people around them. Um, you know what? I, I want you all to look at me. I want you all to look at me. I want you to, because what I'm about to say is, is important. I think I've been thinking about this a lot, a lot lately, and I want you all to know this. This goes out to everybody. You're not stupid. Okay. You're not stupid. Don't ever tell yourself that you are. You're important. What you have in your head may not mean a lot to a lot of people, but it's what makes you special. You are important. You mean something. And you're going to go out there, and you're going to do some wonderful things. But first and foremost, you're not stupid. You're not an idiot. Don't ever tell yourself that you are. And if nobody else ever tells you this, I will tell you this. I care about you. Thank you for coming to my stream today. Wow. As uh, one of the commenters said, he reminds me of Mr. Rogers, who I had infinity to. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, we um, we wish the best. And what do you know, folks? Here's the, the public service announcement, I guess. 
things. Um, the other people in your life, um, suicide is a thing. It can be prevented. Um, there are hotlines to call. If you feel that way or somebody else feels that way, please take action to um, fight the tragedy. Man, this got heavy really fast. I'm sorry. It's just I thought about that, and I, I would have mm-hmm. felt wrong not including that. Right. Yeah. So legit. I surprised that audience. He had no clue that was coming. <laughs> I just slipped that in there. No, this is completely – that was good for putting in. Um, well, we're going to try to get back to something a little bit wider because that's what Justin would have wanted, for people to, to smile and laugh. So right because companies. So we're gonna laugh at Nintendo's pain. Lighter, yeah. <laughs> Our main topic today is Nintendo and a few changes that they are considering making. Yeah. Um. So they Iwata actually had a uh, a whole kind of he brought all the investors together, you know, and had a big meeting, and they they did a keynote. And they actually posted, like, all of the slides and pretty much everything that he said to them uh, online, which is really nice. Very convenient for um, us. Yeah. So few of the, a few of the changes that are going to happen is he's cutting his own pay in half, the president of Nintendo, and other executives uh, will have their pay cut 20 to 30%. That you know? includes Shigeru Miyamoto, who a lot of people know, creator Mario, mm-hmm. Zelda, yep. and et cetera. Um, let's see, do we, do we just want to kind of alterate, alternate these? Because um, there's... Uh, yeah, sure, we can do that. Or, okay. Um, I'll start here because I have a comment on that. Topic. Oh, good. So there are a few different things they're going to try. Focusing on making the Wii U's gamepad. That is, for those of you who might not know, the controller with the screen on it, an integral part of their games. Um, they want to address that there haven't been many single-player games that utilize the gamepad to its full potential. I had one since launch. Um, and no, the gamepad hasn't been terribly relevant to a lot yeah. of games. Nintendo Land was a party game that made good use of it. Game & Wario was a party game that made good use of it. Yep. Um, Zombie U was very hit or miss. Some people hated it. Some people liked it. I had fun with I it. thought it was a really cool use of the, the, of the gamepad. Yeah. That one I thought was the best, especially the multiplayer mode, again. <laughs> um, and frankly, most games I play these days... These days? What? <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> um, I hope your girlfriend doesn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> most of the games I play these days on there, I don't bother with it. Like for the latest Mario game, I won't be using it for the latest Donkey Kong game. In fact, mm. I don't think you can, as I understand it. Or at least the screen doesn't do anything. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't been getting any use out of the gamepad. Or at this point, it it's not valuable to me as a game. And player. I mean, like the gamepad is what they did to distinguish themselves from the other upcoming consoles, you know? And then for them to just not utilize it, you know, just to, to, to sell it, you know, sell the well, system on that and sell the games that they're making on that feature, yeah, like, I mean, they absolutely need to do this. Yeah, right now. I, I don't want to be a Mr. Know-it-all, but I know a good bit about the hardware of the technology. Mm-hmm. If they took the 70... 75-ish dollars that they spent on the gamepad, could be up to 80, depends on the last. And they put that into the hardware of the system and kept it at the same <laughs> price. Um, I don't know if it would be quite as strong as an Xbox One, but it would have been pretty been close. It could have been more powerful. What yeah. I mean is it would have been able to run anything that it, anything that goes on the new systems, it could have run fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still believe that it could run scaled-down versions of the games that's up in the air. But yeah, right now the gamepad is just kind of sitting there in my hands not doing much. <laughs> so I'm very hopeful that they make great games that use it. So they're also going to be making a unified development platform for their next console handheld pair of, of hardware uh, in order to make it easier for games to be made on both. That is an excellent idea. Um, yeah. What I... Maybe the portable version of the game is... 
well, I, I'll say 720p, but that's for now. I don't know when that right, comes out. Right, right, yeah. Is that lower resolution in 30 frames per second, and on the console, it's 1080 and 60 frames and can be in 3D. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm spitballing. <laughs> uh, if they're trying to make the same games available in both their versions of the games or what. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, just e- even having similar development sure. uh, uh, processes for both will make it a heck of a lot easier, and, and you know, it'll make it more attractive for developers to develop on those platforms because if they're good at one, they will, you know, easily be able to be good at the other. Yeah, definitely. Um, you could see them using, maybe they test the game out on the 4DS, that's what we're calling it colloquially, <laughs> um, and it's... Uh, it works well there, so they make a sequel to it for the Wii U 2. And I think uh, Bono is going to sue us. <laughs> but, you know, just, yeah, uh, it's good. Yeah. Um, they're also thinking about bringing DS games to the Wii's virtual console. That's been confirmed. But we don't know which ones are in what way. Um, I question that. It could work really well at the same time. A Wii U is not a DS the way you hold it and move it. Well, uh, it could work well... If another one of the things that they say is true, and I'll come back to that later. Okay. Um, so the um, they're not planning on bringing any of their current games to non-Nintendo platforms such as, you know, smartphones, smartphones and tablets, which is what a lot of people have been suggesting that they do. Yeah, they've also stated they won't be making uh, mini-games specifically for those, I believe. Right. Well, uh, I don't know if he said anything about that because it definitely okay. spe- specified that it was... Our current games are not moving. Okay, I thought know? I heard something like that a while ago, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but he's... Yeah, th- I think they're not going to be completely ignoring the fact that smartphones and tablets are a thing now. Um, I, You know, that they, it's definitely important that they realize that their big competitors, you know, are smartphones and tablets, and that they don't need to be their competitors. Yeah. Like... It, Nintendo's strategy doesn't absolutely have to be we make the, the hardware and we make the software. Yeah, and, you know? you know, Nintendo makes, I would say their best thing is that their games are very unique. No one else has, seems to be able to mm-hmm. capture the feel of a lot of their games. Um, that, again, doesn't necessitate competing and fighting with yeah. any specific group. And, I mean, I don't think Nintendo needs to rush their games out on other hardware right now. They're so rich that the way you could not sell one more unit to They'd still make it out fine. It would suck, but especially with their executives taking less money. <laughs> yeah, and with the 3DS on fire. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's good they're not jumping the gun mm-hmm. and rushing their stuff out, and it's really good that they're considering their options that they're looking at it. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Now, they're looking to address the the drawback that up until now all purchases, the digital ones, is a big point, have been tied to the device you bought them on. Um, they're looking to use accounts. And I, a great Nintendo fan, say, Yeah, don't say! Really? <laughs> People want accounts? You know, if this was 2007, they'd sound very innovative. Well, yeah, I mean, Steam would still just go, Ah, uh, uh, sure. No one yeah. cares. Uh, but, <laughs> I like to bring that up every chance I can. Steam uh, is nothing, man. <laughs> What I'm saying is people think it wasn't as popular. Oh, right, yes, yes. It wasn't a thing in 2007. Yeah. Um, so this is what I was talking about, you know, with, with them bringing things to the virtual console is, I mean, if they do that, if they bring DS games to the virtual console and they create, you know, uh, um, accounts, an account system where, you know, if you own a game digitally on, like, the DS, then you also own it on the Wii U, perfect, boom. That would be great. The thing is, I don't know if the regular 
your DS is advanced enough to work. Okay, well, I meant 3DS. Okay. When I say DS, I mean the okay. most current one, you know. Okay, yeah, I, a lot of people handhelds. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're handhelds that, you know, this year outsold everything else. Yeah. So it happens. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a no <laughs> Sherlock idea for Nintendo. <laughs> um, so also, the account system will allow them to offer discounts to loyal customers. So the more games that you buy, the less you will, they will cost. Nobody else does that. No. Oh my gosh. God, I hope that's true and it's exactly what it sounds because I've got 15 or so games for the <laughs> way you're sitting at home. so much money. Yep. Um, that would be a kind of thing that would make me go, well, see, I've never been an all-digital guy like owning the discs. But if when if you buy things allowed, on Steam, it's a lot yeah. cheaper. If on Nintendo it was the same thing, I just, yep, yep, easy. I can buy Mario and my brother plays Zelda more than I do. And Zelda and... Kirby, and look, I saved 20% off of buying all three of them together. Yep, no-brainer. There you go. Um, so, speaking of all of their different series and characters, um, they are going to be expanding their character licensing uh, in order to just, you know, make more money without having to put in a whole lot of other expenses. And, come on, who doesn't want a Yoshi plushie? I, I, yep. Well, oh my gosh, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get you one for um, what anniversary are we coming up with now? The third anniversary? Uh, oh, we're still recording. Sorry about that, folks. That didn't happen. Um, what I was trying to say is that who knows what this could mean. Maybe we'll see. I've seen, like, Nintendo Monopoly, which is pretty lame, but maybe we'll yeah. see, like, a Nintendo game like that with effort. Maybe, maybe they'll consider um, uh I don't think they'll consider licensing too many of their IPs out to other people, but I hope they do. I love well, they do that. I mean, They've done it a bit. Currently, they they only like license with three different companies for merchandise. So just the fact that they're going to be, you know, allowing more companies to come out with like clothing lines, you know, or yeah. lunch boxes or whatever kids want these days. Um, that that's just yeah, more money. Yeah, so hopefully that works out. Um, and then they've got plans for the future right now. Uh, their next step is focusing on something for quality of life improvements, specifically health. They want to move beyond mobile and wearable technology to non-wearable. Now, we don't really know what they're talking about here, what kind of device, what they hope the quality of life thing will do or be, or how people will use it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, he's not even talking about, like, just games anymore. Like, yeah. he was, he was literally, he literally addressed the fact that I'm not talking about, like, Wii Fitness here. I am talking about... I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, I'll say this about it. Nintendo's innovations have typically gone very well for them. People have to point the virtual boy because that happened 20 years ago and is relevant now. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just like um, its innovative games have always... They've shaped genres like Mario 64, which also happened 20 years ago, so I'm not sure relevant that is now. But the Wii and the DS were both very innovative at the time and did very well and changed mm -hmm. things. Wii Fit sold really well when it was very different. Um... I have faith in Nintendo's ability to come up with something. I'm not saying this will be great, but I have faith that they could come up with something that's very unique, innovative, and works. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to what they do, because now that, now that the, the seeds of change have been planted, man, I can't wait to see what they've got in store. Yeah, really. Um, I hope whatever they do goes very well and just keeps pushing them to try new things and, mm -hmm. and go for the change. I feel like they've got a great potential there. So, I have a game to review this week. Uh, it is World of Warplanes. Um, so, last weekend, I reviewed World of Tanks. Um, and, actually, World of Warplanes just came out this fall. And since, you know, it used the, the same account, it was by the same company and everything as World of Tanks, I went and checked it out. Um, so, it's 
it's very, very similar, you know, kind of in the overall, like, not gameplay-wise, but in the overall um, structure of the game, it's very, very similar to World of Tanks. So, you know, you, you when you first sign in, you're in your hangar, uh, and you have several, you know, all of the planes that you own are available to you there, and you pick sure. one of them, and then you just go into battle, right? And just, it'll, yep, yep. Straight into battle. battle. Yep. No story. Well, no, no, it's a completely yep. multiplayer game. Um... So you, you know, it'll pair you up with a bunch of random people who are uh, in a similar tier as you, and then, you know, 15 on 15 for a maximum of 15 minutes, uh, and boom, go for it. Um, So the control scheme, when you're on mouse and keyboard, is extremely simple. You just use the mouse to move the camera around, and whatever direction you are pointing the mouse in, your pilot will figure out how to point you in that direction. That's how simple it is. It's, it reminds me a lot of Freelancer, which is a game that I played a very, very long time ago as a kid, uh, but it was wonderful, and if you can figure out how to find it and play it, you definitely should. <laughs> so, n- not to interrupt the middle of do you feel like that this control scheme, then, is accessible to people who maybe don't play that many games? Yes, yes, it definitely is. Um, and, I mean, like, I, as I understand it, joysticks are supported in this game, um, Ooh, and and from what I from what I've heard, you know, the people with joysticks do have a slight advantage because they have more control over the plane. Uh, but I've never felt, you know, I've have never felt that it was a detriment to me that I was using mouse and keyboard. Um, for our younger viewers out there, we're not talking about the thumbsticks on your controller. We're talking about no, those are called analog sticks, yeah. not joysticks. I, I said I'm, for our younger viewers, I'm talking about the big <laughs> ones that you hold in your hands. You know. <laughs> Oh gosh, Ian, this has been the most homoerotic um, show that we have shot together. That's that's, <laughs> that's saying a lot. <laughs> this is our friendship, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh. Um, so hi, Ian's mom. What was I talking about? Oh, thank <laughs> God, she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, so right, um, control scheme at the beginning. Right, well, control scheme. So that's that's I've said everything I'm going to say about that. Um, so the. The game, since it's a lot newer than World of Tanks, uh, it doesn't have nearly as many uh, airplanes available as World of Tanks has tanks, you know? So if you go into the tech trees and you look at all the tanks that are available in World of Tanks, there are tons of them, and they branch out in, like, crazy ways, and, you know, you can barely follow it. Um, In World of Warplanes, initially, every single one one of the tech trees for each... Uh, nation had it branched once at the beginning, and then it was a straight line down through through the tiers. So you had yeah. two options, pretty much. Uh, and then after you made that decision, you never had any options ever again. <laughs> However, you know some of them are starting to get more interesting. I think Germany. It looks like they've been focusing on Germany because they have several different branches that kind of like sometimes come back together, and it's it's a little bit complicated, okay. but um, you know, it's still not too much. Um. Unfortunately, my favorite airplane from World War II, the P-38 Lightning, is not available. And at this time, at this time, I'm sure it's coming because man, it was a huge, huge plane, uh, both physically and you know in terms of uh, significance in the war. But um, so initially, I was bummed out about that, and, I, and so I didn't play as much uh, World of War planes. You know, I, I yep. stuck with World of Tanks mostly. But lately, I've been realizing that, man, I am way better at World of Warplanes than I am at World of Tanks, because in World of Tanks, I get, like, I get impatient, and I leave, I leave the, uh, the cover that I'm in, you know, and then I get shot, and I die. Um, that sounds like me and Team Fortress, but, too. <laughs> it's, 
in World of Warplanes, I'm pretty good at, like, knowing when to go into, you know, the fray and how to avoid people and not run into my teammates. And, you know, so I, I don't die as often. And there are a lot of other... I, there are a lot more instances in World of Warplanes where I am the person with the most kills. Than, yeah, than sounds like in World of Tanks. Yeah, so so I've I've started to um, play more and more World of Warplanes, and I I'm trying to figure out which planes are really good in which tiers, you know, and getting to those ones and upgrading them and stuff. Uh, so I'm having a good time with it. Uh, if you go and look at the 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 review that I posted on my blog, um, <laughs> there's a video in there of my first day in World of Warplanes, several different battles that I had, and it's rather amusing to see how noobish I was back then. I've grown a lot since then, don't worry about it. I have um, to say, I've watched some of his early videos, and <laughs> it, it, they're fun to watch. It makes you want to play the game, watching his videos. Just straight up does. About half of my deaths were colliding <laughs> into the person that I was shooting at. Yeah. And <laughs> as a... As a magic player, that's a one for one. That's a good trade. That's a good trade. <laughs> it's a good trade for the team, but like, man, I could have, I could have uh, contributed so much more. Um, but yeah, so just like World of Tanks, it's free to play, and uh, there's, you know, it's not really pay to win at all. They, the only things that I know of that you can really pay for in the game are uh, like paint jobs for your for your airplanes. And you you can pay for like extra extra slots in your hangar, you know, to own more mm -hmm. uh, um, different planes, more planes at once. Yeah, but it's not going to give you like an advantage yeah. in any one. Um, um, uh, you have to forgive me if you said this, I missed it. Is this game official release? Is it still considered a beta or something? Yeah, this was released back uh, in November, I think. Yeah, um, that's about when you started playing. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't in a beta or anything. I have, I yeah, I haven't really gotten into many beta games. Um, I think I was aware that World of Warplanes was in a beta before it released, but I I never bothered to go and check out the beta. I waited until it was you know out. Okay. Out. Um. So yeah, that's World of Warplanes. You guys should go check it out. It's definitely worth your time. Um. Let's see. Special. Announcements and new releases for this week. Oh man, Octodad, Dadliest Catch. <laughs> also known as the game that would sell me any system. <laughs> I would buy a PS4 One box for that and then not play it again if that was the only game ever released on it. So this is a game that would easily be, like, it would work better on, like, a motion controller but, but, man, that, that. but that would be, like, the opposite of the point of the game, because the point of the game is to struggle with the terribly difficult controls. Like, um, it's like Quop, but in three dimensions. Yes, and <laughs> I watched a guy um, online, uh, Pookie2988, check out his channel, great content, um, play it for about 40 minutes, and oh my stars... It, Boogie's a funny guy, but a, even a funny guy needs material. <laughs> this was more than everything he needed. It was phenomenally funny. It's it's well written. It's cute. It's something you can play with your kids if you want to, although they will scream for controls. Um, um, and actually, so speaking of which, uh, <laughs> Octodad actually has a co-op mode where uh, up to eight people can control. Your, was it eight or four? Uh, can control. His uh, each of his different limbs, and <laughs> we'll come back to the the co-op aspect in a minute. Um, There's oh, one of the games to announce right. first. The Wolf Among Us episode two uh, just came out. I think it came out today on the day of our recording. So I need to go and play that. <laughs> I've got my work cut out for me. <laughs> um, and this week, uh, I believe on the 
sixth, I think, um, is the Dice Awards, hosted by Felicia Day and Freddie Wong. So that's really exciting because actual celebrities who actually enjoy video games, you know, and they are, exist. Yeah, they they actually exist, um, and they are. It, man, it, this is going to be so much better than the VGX. <laughs> Don't um, bring those up. I, it's my job to rag on them. <laughs> um, but so you. <laughs> well, we have one more special yeah. announcement, folks. Um, this is a project that Ian and I have been considering for a little while, and we've started work on. You mean uh, you just kind of sprung it on me last week, and we, we uh, did a bit of Now, it. this project that we've been having the motion for a while, the secret project, is going to come up on... Um, We'll be shooting it on Twitch TV and uploading it to Ian's YouTube channel. Um, I, well, this, we? I think Twitch automatically archives them. And yeah, but you upload to YouTube. Okay, okay. Um, so we'll be uploading this to Ian's YouTube channel. And what is this? This is two guys play a game not meant to be played by two guys. Yeah, what, you ask? <laughs> well, our example game... Was Ian. Outlast. So Outlast is, of course, a first-person survival horror game, and we decided to play it co-op. So my left hand and Ian's right hand somehow made this work. Our other hands were clutching each other as we screamed. <laughs> um, but yep, we're going to. We've got a, a primer, so we know how it is to start with. Yep. Um, and then there are two other games right now on the plate. Well, Octodad, obviously, because. That would be impossible to do, uh, <laughs> you know, co-op without using the co-op mode. Yep, so hopefully I'll control one half the body and we'll control the other. I'll control the arm, you'll control the legs. I don't know, maybe. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And then I insist we troll people in Team Fortress 2. Because, <laughs> uh, as I joked before, I'm actually pretty good. I'm a pub star. I can get to the top of a, a leaderboard in some random server. I would get absolutely destroyed in competitive. Well, who wouldn't? Pretty much the competitive people. Competitive people can get destroyed in competitive. Okay, then. But <laughs> we're going to... And Ian has skills at Team Fortress 2 as well. I know to shoot good people. So basically, we'll be playing heavy and... <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Ian do the point and shooting while I position us. Actually, we should really try rocket jumping. <laughs> okay, yes, this is a thing. <laughs> um, our test group liked that idea, so <laughs> there you go, folks. That's just um, some projects to look forward to. So if you find our, our homoerotic relationship oh, attractive, right. or if you just like video games um, and watching people make fools out of themselves, and I mean, we'll laugh, we'll cry. <laughs> so Your family is going to love this episode. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> because he always calls us the innuendo show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not innuendo if it's blatant. This one. <laughs> well, this, yeah. this has been fun. Uh, thanks for listening. I need everybody. to go take a cold shower. I am Ian Buck. And I'm Sam Long. Signing off. so you can't hear me anymore? Correct! Well, well I, I can, can hear you in real life. Ian, I'm in love with you. He couldn't hear that. I have it on recording, though. Don't tell him. <laughs> 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 Beautiful. You guys are great. 10 out of 10. Change! You're changing, you're changing, you're changing. Sometimes, I hope you're satisfied. Look at that. It is adjusting itself <laughs> as I talk. <laughs> 
Ian's not the wham bam thank you ma'am kind of guy. There we go. Edit. Wow. Take photo. Why? Your echoes are absurd. Oh man. Why don't we just use Should the one cam? Should we use the one mic? Yeah, you that might as well so at this clever. point. What if I put Sam on the other side of the room? No! <laughs> Stop rejecting me! <laughs> Great, now that's going to be my... <laughs> that's going to be my clip that you pasted at the end of this a bunch of times. Just like when he had told me about that Sarah thing. Stop rejecting me!